Hello, guys. Ciao tutti. It's the Milan guys here with another episode of TMG Podcast. Episode 18 now. It's been almost uh, a full year since we kickstarted this podcast last April. It's now March 2018. I'm Luca Laporta, your host. Mike can be here today again. He has some schoolwork to do. I do too, but, you know, podcasts are more important sometimes. I'm here with a very special guest. Good buddy of mine on Twitter. He writes for Italian Football Daily with me too now. Christian Aquino, finally Aquino on Twitter. Christian, how's it going, man? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Awesome. He's, he, guys, even has the English accent too. Come on. <laughs> you got to love that. Okay, guys, we have tons to talk about. Uh, you know, as in the description, we can talk about Gattuso's work, you know, his the 13-game the win streak that was unfortunately ended last Thursday in Europa League. However, we haven't lost in... And uh, is it si- is it six City odd games or I think it's six. Yeah, very well could be six. Um, seven or maybe eight, I don't know something like that. We are our, our streak that we have since uh, our loss to Atlanta, uh, the Europa League and the in the huge match against Arsenal in London on Thursday. Uh, the Champions League race. Now we've we've made ourselves a part of that now with our great streak. Andre Silva's uh, first City odd goal. Yesterday, what a goal it was to get us three points against Genoa. Tons to talk about today. And, and some of the Mercato news, I guess the fast-forwarded Mercato news uh, with Pepe Reina, or Jose Reina, Pepe Reina, uh, Strich, and uh, Key from Swansea. So we'll get started right away. Last yesterday's game, Milan-Genoa won nothing. Going to be honest with you guys, in the first half, we didn't look good at all. We looked pretty scattered, unorganized. Uh, Kalinic had a chance. He uh, he put it actually. Penny made a nice save, but um, you know we didn't create too too much. Genoa had a couple decent chances, but nothing. It was kind of a boring half. In the second half, we were at, the Milan were actually all over them, but we just couldn't. We couldn't really get through. Um, you know, it was a. It's always tough to play. You know, at the at the Ferrari Stadium because you know it's Genoa always usually beats us. They beat us three nothing last year. They beat us one nothing the year before that. I'm pretty sure our last win there against them was when Kasuki Honda scored. I think. Remember that game? I do actually. That was a while ago. It was when he scored. It was like he, uh, he. I think he nutmegged the last defender, and he. Uh, I think he, I don't know. It was great, a nice goal. But I think I think it was that was his, one of his first Milan goals too. I think yeah, it took him a while. To yeah. Score. So so that was our last time we beat Genoa. So you know it's not an easy it's not an easy place to play honestly it so to get three points there with Gattuso too God's plan it's huge <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't think it was the best performance no but the, the Milan of Montella and the Milan of last year and the year before we would have lost that game as we did of course um, Gattuso he's coming he's he's really done a great job and you know we didn't play well and we're still winning and it's something that Juventus have managed to do. Absolutely. Best part of six years. and Look where they are. So it's an important win for us. I definitely agree. And the big thing here is in in sports in general, good teams find a way to win. Yeah. Um, and, and you have to win ugly sometimes. That's the, that's the reality of it. You look at yeah. you, I can, yeah. there's, count, there's countless games that, uh, you know, they, they beat Cagliari 2-1. They, they just, they squeaked, they squeaked by uh, Hellas Verona. Like, there's games like that where, hey, they squeak by them, but in the end, all that matters is what's happening in the table, what's happening with results. And yeah. 
And uh, and that's even like you know related to Montella's Milan at the beginning of the season. Sure, we were we were the better team in a lot of the games. Did, did we get the results? No. And that was the main goal: getting the result. The, day, the result is all that matters. Juventus yeah. have never really played the best football in Italy, Absolutely. but they've always usually been there or thereabouts most of the time because they've always found a way to win. And that you can say the same for Manchester United as well in England. Never really played the greatest of football, but they yeah. always found a way. And ultimately, the teams that usually play the best football don't always come out on top. Especially Mourinho, Jose Mourinho's football. His style of football is, uh, if you want to call it a style, it's more of a... <laughs> I don't know. It's more of a defense first, and, and don't really attack. And yeah, but on Saturday against Liverpool, when they actually came out and played, they won two one. Won. Yeah, but then again, they still kind of got dominated possession and whatnot. Yeah, but again, you just gotta win. You gotta take wins. You gotta take and win. See, I, here's the thing with that with that match, right? We, I don't think Milan deserved to lose that match, but I don't think we deserved the win either. Like I think if if it was zero zero, would have been a fair result. I, I think Genoa. Probably should have got on the draw out of that game. Yeah, definitely. Like I think a zero zero would have been a fair result to take out of it. And I kind of, you know, by the eighty fifth minute, I kind of accepted it. Okay, you know, like especially because yeah. we the, in the second half we dominated possession. We were all over them, right? So we didn't really we didn't really do anything with the ball though. No, I mean, we didn't. We didn't. But Genoa didn't have Genoa didn't play in our half at all in the second half. Um, they had this allowed goal though, didn't they? That was they did, they did it. Was a, yeah, so yeah, did we. So did we. Yeah, but. Yeah. Ours, I knew it was offside when it went in, but when Genoa's went in, I was, I thought that they had gone one up, and I was. Like, oh. I, but hey, grazie var. Forza, yeah, Forza I mean, Lazio can say yeah. what they want, but we need it. it. It was the right call, though. You did the var did get the right call on it. Yeah, but, you know, you just got you got to take the breaks when you get it, right? We're lucky that the guy was one step offside. Um, yeah. but you know, the decision wouldn't have happened. So, I don't know. But the biggest story of that match, no matter how he played, Andre Silva, you know, a guy who, who has the quality. We know he, yeah. we know he has the quality. And he's, he struggled to adapt to, to the Serie A. And yeah. to be fair to him, it's not like he's missed. Like, it's not like he's missed 10 sitters or anything like that. These opportunities just have, haven't really came. They haven't really – and to be fair, too, the minutes he's gone in Serie A – when we're up one nothing with ten minutes left and he comes on, the chances of him scoring are slim to none. So like, yeah. but for the fact of the memes, the interisti on Twitter, they know Andre Silva zero goals. Yeah. Ciao, thank you. See you later. I'm done with those now. Um, yeah. I'm happy. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm happy for Andre. He's the Portuguese golden boy. Ronaldo said that when he's gone, he's gonna be the guy to, to lead them. So yeah, when we signed him, I um. I was quite happy because I watched a few Porto games and he looked he looked a good player and I thought he's a little bit greedy but he can be worked on as he's only young and he looked quite impressive in the Europa League games but I thought the real test would be Italy. Yeah. But, um, obviously, the first few months I thought he'll get his goal. He's not really getting the time. The team's a bit of a mess. But then when it got to about November December, that's when I was a bit worried because I thought, well, we've paid forty million for this guy. And he can't score. That's the problem. And it just seems like he just got a little bit unlucky too because yeah, again, like it's not like he misses. Like It's not like I can't even count any chances that's like, wow, he really should have scored. That like He's had a couple mm -hmm. decent chances, but 
he didn't miss any sitters. He didn't miss any howlers. You know what I mean? Like, no, he like, doesn't really have any clear cut. No, no. Yeah, Kalinich just had a few, had a few that he hasn't scored. But and see, and he got like some garbage minutes too, right? Like when you get subbed yeah. on in garbage time like that, when you're just trying to defend the lead, the chances of you scoring, like it's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? Yes. Especially in some of the games where he's been brought on for the last couple of minutes. Exactly, right? He's, on, he's, then, the game. he's got to try and chase after a long ball, but it's, it's not going to happen for him. No, and, the, and then the game he started was a, the derby. Like, you know how hard it is to score in a, in a, a derby? Yeah. Like, you know and I, I didn't think he did too badly in that game I mean, either. He hit the post. He hit the post in that game. Yeah, and to be fair, what, that's when Skriniar was at his best form of the season. And he did fairly well against... No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Andre Silva, he has the quality. I know he does. I, I, I saw, I saw him. You know, I, and I'm not gonna try to tell you I watched the Portuguese league or anything like that. However, I do remember Porto in the Champions League, and I, I saw Andre Silva. He has four or five goals in the Champions League, and yeah, which is impressive for Porto. Oh no, exactly. And he's a he has, he has the quality, and I, I think, and I, I always been saying, I think he's gonna explode sometime soon. He's only gonna get better. It's, oh, for sure. He's so young, too. Yeah. And, I mean, at the national team, he learns from Cristiano as well. He's one of the Of course. Yeah, players, yeah. You know, that's only going to help him. That's what the uh, the famous Registability said on Twitter. Oh, yeah. That guy. That, uh, he said that uh, Andre Silva has had a few one-on-ones with Ronaldo to, to, have, to have a sharp mentality or something like that. I don't know what he said. <laughs> But I know you're. I know you're a big fan of his ability. Oh, that guy! Amount of amount of times because a lot of the time when he'll tweet something, I think you know what he's actually spot on. But then here, so I'll, read, yeah. I'll read his tweet and I'll be like, Jesus Christ, what on earth are you watching? Like he, I I follow him because I remember a few tweets. So I'm like, wow, this guy knows what he's talking about. But then he tweeted during the Milan Arsenal game that Calabria, Cassie and Gutrona are all shit. And I'm like, well... Yeah, he said that in another tweet that Cassie uh, was a player who uh, can play anywhere a few months beforehand. Oh, he did say that. And then, and then he said that Calabria was a... a, a, a holiday a, region. He said Calabria was a region. That's <laughs> funny because that's, um, that's where my family's from. Well, yeah, same here. Yeah. That tweet, I was, I was in tears. That was hilarious. I, I, I'm from Calabria too. I'm Calabrese and Barese, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. So that's why when he said that, it was funny. Anyway, screw him. <laughs> so, Andre Silva, and you know what? Honestly, man of the match yesterday for me, I'm pretty sure Romagnoli got it, but the man of the yeah. match for me yesterday has to be Suzo. He was good. I, I would say so as well. I thought Romagnoli defended well when he, he needed to. Suzo was our only player who really looked a threat. You know why? You know why? Every time he got the ball, he was able to to play in the pockets of space, and he, he yeah, he, he's good at that. He finds he finds space when there isn't any. Like, yeah, and he, he, broke, he, broke lines. he broke lines, and, and that's something that, that uh, Hakan and uh, and Jack couldn't do yesterday. Uh, that's why they got subbed off. And yeah. By the way, I think they were tired from Arsenal. Yeah, and you know what? They ran ragged that game, and yeah. they looked Perfect, both uh, of them out of depth. Perfect substitutions for Bagatuzo too. Bringing in uh, Andre Silva to play a four-four-two, perfect. I I like. I wouldn't necessarily start the four-four-two, but I think if we're chasing a game, I think it's something that we should do in the future because um, Silva plays better off of another striker. He likes to be up top with someone. So I don't think if we're playing a four-three-three, he can really come on and play up top in his own because he doesn't 
have the physical attributes to just play as a centre forward. But his technical oh. ability is good enough where he can play with someone else. Yeah, no, exactly. And and I think that a lot of people were saying, you know, maybe we could try a four four two. Like, and here's the thing, you know, a formation just on paper, the formation lineups they change during the game. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. During the match, um, you know, things change, the shapes change. Yeah. When I was at Juventus, who at Wembley against Spurs last week, I saw during the game that oh, yeah, you were there. Four three three. Yeah, I was there, and they started a four three three and. The amount of times that they would change formation during the course of the game and Spurs as well, it was um, it was quite fascinating because you notice it more live. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. It's like and it, it's it's true because that like the great tacticians will be able to uh, to do yeah. that. And Gattuso, obviously, he even he'll tell you himself, and he's a rookie. He's a rookie. However, yeah. for him to be doing that as a rookie, it's only oh, yeah. what he's doing and his substitutions. He's making good subs, you know. He yeah, brought on Calabria and moved Borini to the left. Um, yeah, that was a very smart move on his behalf. He brought on Calabria because he knew that if we're going to attack, we're going to do it down the right side with Suzo, right? And he yeah. knew that, and he knew that the Diego Laxalt, a good player. However, he's not a great yeah. defender, right? No, he's, he's far better going forward. No, exactly, right? So you could expose that with Suzo, and Suzo was able to. He was very, very, very impressive. And a lot of us, I was at, um, I don't know if you saw my video, I was at Milan Club Toronto. Yeah, I retweeted it. <laughs> yeah, I was at Milan Club Tor- Toronto on the, on Sunday. And it was, you know, there's only like 20, 25 of us there because you know, it's Milan general, right? It's not a huge match. But, uh, you know, it's still 20, 20 people for a game like that. It's still cool. It's still a turnout for a match away to Genoa, which we doesn't really have any. No, of course. We went, we went crazy. Oh, my God. But we were all saying this that Suzo was a really, really good player, and, and you know what? He was sorry, he was great. He was the best player on the on the pitch yesterday, and with yeah. Suzo too. It's weird because he's like Robin in a way. Everybody knows he's gonna go to his left foot, but you can't stop it. Yeah, he always he always finds a way to cut inside, and defenders can't do anything with it. Here's the thing, though. Sometimes he does go on his right foot. I can see it, and you know because I've yeah. watched him for so long, I can tell when he's gonna go on his right foot or not. However, yeah. I guess when you have quality like that, he's so agile and so shifty, right? So, <laughs> yeah. but Souza was that, and, and that cross, perfect. Andre Silva, great positioning too. It was a great header as well. And let's talk about oh, yeah. And it was with a lot of power in that. Let's talk about the header. That's, here's the thing. That that ball from Souza, it was going away from Andre Silva. He had to pull his yeah. leg back and head it forward into the corner. And... To me, when a player can head the ball like that, it just shows me they have some quality. They have some technical ability. Yeah, I think he's, I've always noticed from him he's been pretty good in the air. Um, yeah, and he's, he has the technical – you know, fun fact, if you didn't know, uh, Andre Silva, he grew up as a midfielder. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't know if he knew that or not, but he, he was in Porto's uh, youth, youth academy as a midfielder, and they moved him to center forward a couple of years ago, and yeah. he worked in that role. So that means as a midfielder, you're you're uh, you know you're naturally you know good with the ball. Yeah, I think he could play just behind the striker as well. He can play because Kutron is like an. I'm not. I'm not. Not that I'm comparing. I don't like making comparisons to absolute legend. Yeah, but However, like you know, comparison in like style of play, he's like yeah. Inzaghi, as in he doesn't have the most technical ability. Yeah. However, he's a hard worker. He makes penetrating runs, and he finds the space to make the run in. And he's like, yeah. a, he's like a player that, uh, like, Nzai could play in front of, like, Ibrahimovic kind of thing. He's someone yeah, they, they play well with, a, with another striker up top. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, 
you know what? I'm thinking, I'm thinking that uh, a 442 could work. Someone, a few mm -hmm. guys tweeted today that I follow that you know they wouldn't mind seeing a 442 uh, in London on Thursday. I I I, I disagree with that. Oh, I've been no, no, I think I, I don't know. I don't know if you know we lost last week. The four to three has been working for us. You know what I mean? It, 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 if it ain't broke, you don't fix it, kind of thing. I just I just thought last week. I didn't think we were going to win. All jokes aside that I made oh, on the platform, I, I, I knew we would lose probably two or three nil, and we lost. We lost two nil. Yeah, which was of course disappointing, but I was yeah. more annoyed at the performance of the players yeah, than the result. No, exactly. And the problem with that performance was here's the thing: the we came out in the first ten minutes firing. We had three corners back to back. I we sh we should have probably scored in the first ten minutes. Yeah, um, Jack missed a chance. He, but Bruno um, missed a good chance as well. He, that's this inexperience that you can I put that, that. That was that he, he messed up there. I feel bad for him. He messed up. He, he really did. You know, I, he wanted to get it with his toe. I understand what he was trying to do, but you know, it just didn't work out for him. What are you gonna do? But we um, could have had a penalty if Chalanoglu went down. Hakan, uh, he wanted to be too honest, right? Yeah, but I think, you know, at in these type of games, I would have I would have gone down. Yeah, no, I I would have went down too. And I know, I know we we shouldn't be in in the game of you know football in Calcio. We shouldn't uh, be awarding. We shouldn't be awarding uh, you know players like players like us for diving. However, like that's the reality of it. You just have to go down. It just sometimes. depends uh, what part of the world you go to because. Yeah. From a continental point of view, diving is obviously, especially here in England, it's something that is very frowned upon because it is it is effectively cheating. Because yeah. uh, Lily Alley's built up quite a bad reputation. <laughs> but here's the thing: like, because he's tactical. a talented player. It's to, you know what? Here's the thing: it's tactical though. Because think about it: like you yeah. know, like Bonucci, right? He's the master. Think about it: he he he, he gets the ball in his own half. He's you know he's he's in a tight space. He's in a he's kind of in a pickle. You know. Yeah. He feels pressure on his shoulder, goes down. Ref gives him the call. Yeah. You know, and, here's the thing. It's tactical because the smart defenders can do that. And I yeah. played high school. I played high school, you know, for football. My friend, you know, I played on the team. Yeah. I, I was center forward. You know, I went down a couple times, you know. Yeah, we, we all know, do. I, I, think, I think diving is a part of the game that perhaps in South America, if you do it to win a penalty, it's seen as um, – it's seen as well done. You, you yeah. trick the opponent and you've earned a penalty because you've tricked them. But in Europe, it's perhaps a bit different. They prefer a bit more honesty, which is why I think, uh, from a continental point of view, Maldini's preferred as a defender to Baresi because Baresi was more of an old school. He'd take one for the team. Yeah. Whereas Maldini was more of a, a fair player. Yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. Um, it's hard for me to talk about Baresi and Maldini because. You know, I, I caught the glint, the last glimpse of Maldini's career. I was so young. Yeah, we, we um, didn't really, we didn't see them enough. But no, we, I mean, I've watched YouTube videos and whatnot of, of their of their you know career highlights and and the art of defending and whatnot. And look, they look absolutely fantastic. But, I just think highlights can't judge a player because no, I could I could go and highlights of Alanich and make him look like Messi. <laughs> um, but anyways, Andre Silva, great goal. You know, great three points, huge three points in, in, in the oh, yeah. race. You know, unfortunately, that, that that start with Montella killed us. If the season started yeah. in 2018, we'd be we'd be up there for first with Gattuso. Yeah. Um, 
I think with Montella, I think it got to the point where he probably should have been sacked a bit earlier because we drew nil-nil with Torino. Yeah. Another manager had come in who perhaps could have won that game because the way we played that game, we really should have won two or three nil. Against Torino, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we drew nil-nil with Genoa where Benucci got sent off for his elbow. Yeah. Had he obviously that was probably too early to sack Montella, but had he stayed on the pitch, we would have won that game. So I it's know. the tiniest yeah. moments that have affected parts of our season. Oh, definitely. And then you look at the you look at the the Benevento draw. Well, the Benevento draw, and I said this on Twitter, it was unlucky. There was nothing else to it. And that that was, will never happen in City A again for another fifty years. I couldn't even I couldn't even get annoyed. No, uh, I, I, had, I had no words. I had no words. Um, and not because in and I was I was cursing at the TV and then yeah. my dad goes, Oh my god, it's the goalkeeper and I just I just laughed to myself and like, like, dude, like it's a Brignoli bullet header. And he it was a gla- it was a bullet glancing header to the far it was a perfect yeah. header. The funny thing is he's on loan from Juventus as well. I know, I know he is. He's not a Benevento anymore. Yeah, I just But <sighs> it's games like that that and then you look at you know the game against Hellas Verona, three nothing. Oh, was terrible that game. Well, we should have scored them. We should have scored in the first half, but we didn't. And they scored three. You yeah. know, that, it, was, it was annoying because we beaten them three 0 in the Coppa Italia yeah. in the week. Yeah. And we played in second gear. Yeah. We went to the league game and we were away. And really, now we would win that game comfortably, but Happy. we capitulated there. I don't know what I don't know what went wrong there, but I think Gattuso got his selection a bit wrong that day. He did. He was still working with the team. That's the thing. But now yeah. when he started working with the team and and he he got them playing the you know the, the in the philosophy that he wants them to play in. Yeah. Gotten the results and he's gotten the team you know working for him and working for each other. And it's yeah. you know it's actually entered like I actually like watching the team now. We have ideas and here's the thing. I like seeing a team with ideas and we do have ideas. <laughs> Excuse me. We do have ideas and what we're gonna do with the ball. And that's what Gattuso is trying to get us to do when we play. Whereas with Montella, it was more there's no chemistry. No players would be out of position. There'd be no one would really know what their role was. Yeah. Well, you know what the problem is when you get to the final third, and mm-hmm. there'd be no movement under Gattuso. You can tell what he wants everyone to do, and everyone is pretty much understanding their roles. Yeah. You know what the problem is too, though. Like in every every coach. Every coach has a shelf life. A coach in every sport is hired to be fired. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a coach never lasts forever unless, like, you know, circumstances like, you know, Alex Ferguson, whatever. But, like, a coach usually is hired to do a job and then be fired, right? They're going to get fired at one point. Yeah. The way the modern game is as well, there's managers come in. It's a cycle. Managers come in three, four five years if you're lucky and then and then they get fired or they go elsewhere and or football now is your long-term projects about five years and then you have to start again yeah and and the thing is though it's like it's one of those things where it's like you either die as a hero or you live you live long enough to become a villain yeah it's like and, and, and montella did a great job with the team last year but it's it's a show oh, yeah yeah great and I supported him, but like he just had to be gone. Like nothing personal, but like it just had to yeah. be. It just had to be done. So let's move on. I don't want to talk about that anymore. But yeah. 
I do want to talk about, you know, Gattuso. And a big thing with him is he's picking a consistent lineup. And this is huge. Yes. This is something we didn't do last season. We couldn't do in the beginning of the season either. I, yeah. Here's the thing. I know when we go to a, when we, when we go to Jay Stadium or Elaine's Arena, what the heck they call it these days. When we go, when we go to when we go to, the, to, to Torino in two weeks to play Juventus, I know where our lineup's going to be if everybody's healthy. Oh yeah, unless there is a, I know it's going to be Calabria, Bonucci, Romagnoli, Rodriguez, Cassi, Bilia, Bonaventura, Hakan, Cutronet, Suzo. I know it's going to be that, and yeah. that these guys get. These guys get used to playing with each other, and they know what they're yeah. trying to do. And they all understand how each other play. Exactly. You know, and and as a fan, you know where the ball's going. You know what they're gonna do, right? You know exactly what's yeah, gonna happen. That's you why you don't want yeah. them to have no idea. That's the main goal, right? So it's it's good to see that. And Gattuso, I love him. He's Calabrese. He's a paisano. Mm. I love. Him. He's crazy, but the fact that he has a team playing hard for him. Playing hard. He's making. He's letting them know what it means to actually play for the crest. So, you know what? He, he keeps getting these results. I want to bring him back on a long-term contract. Um, yeah, I think. And some guys in a country, think, but since he's come in, his ideas have been clear because we um we started that three at the back under Montella. That was a nightmare, and Gattuso still had it in place. And after that, uh, two 0 defeat to Rijeka in the um. Yeah, you know what? The, final yeah. game that was a heavily rotated team, but he said he saw nothing that he liked about it, and he changed it to the four-three-three. And yeah, and then we it took a few games to adapt, but since then it's worked out. The only game where it's really let us down was the Arsenal game, but there's but other. Yeah, you know in there. yeah I, I think we killed ourselves against Arsenal, though. We were just really bad. We just. I just think. Yeah. I think there's a few reasons. I think one of the main ones is that. Ozil. I mean, on form, yes, we're better than Arsenal. But if you if you look at the players they've got, they are a better team, and they have Wenger, who knows how to get a result because he's been there for so long. And look, they've been in they've been in the Champions League for the best part of the last well, what was it? He, Wenger got them Champions League for twenty years in a row, and yeah. these players have been playing it with Arsenal for about five six years. Exactly, and and so, they're, they're experienced. I'm pretty sure, like mm -hmm. someone like Ozil. Yeah, he, oh, yeah. he pulls the But here's the thing: he's he's world class. But when Ozil's playing like that, you cannot stop him. He's just inconsistent. It's, yeah. But I mean, I think uh, Arsenal—they're not going to get the top four in England. They're way off. Uh, no, so that's why they're they're playing. They're putting their focus here. They've got a focus in the Europa League for us, you know. Perhaps if we were as far off as we were in, say, December, then maybe it could have been a different game. But I think the players know that top four is more achievable in um, Serie A than winning the Europa League. Because I think it is. Because Europa League, you know, even if we were to go through against Arsenal, we'd still have to face Atletico Madrid, who I think are going to win the whole thing. There's yeah. obviously still Zenit in there, who are, who are no mugs. Uh, Leipzig as well, Dortmund. So there's a lot of good teams in there. And I, I, just, I don't think even if we beat Arsenal, we'd go on to win the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's just, well, here's the thing. Anything can happen, you know, with the, with a lucky draw. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, out of all the teams, we got the hardest draw you know, with Arsenal because, we, you know, two good teams playing. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's the best, the, the best match of Europa League is Milan-Arsenal. However, I want to, you know, encourage anybody who's going to listen to this, you know, now and after that to believe, you know what I mean? To believe in the team and believe in Gattuso's side. I, 
I don't think it's this tie is over. I think we still have a chance. Uh, we have to score in the first half, though. I just think... I, I do think we're as good as out. But no, I think... Yeah, no, but you have to believe. You have to believe, though. You have to believe. Well, as, as a supporter, obviously, I like... Because I'm going to the game. On the... Yeah, you're going. You're, you're going, right? Yeah. I'm going with two of my friends who are both Arsenal fans. So I would, I would obviously love to go through because it would be a fantastic comeback. And, we, you know, we see it done before, but I, I can't see it happening. But I would like, obviously, for us to, for us to go to the Emirates. And even if we get a draw, say we to win 1-0 or 2-1, I think that would I think that'd be a good result. Yeah, it would. But here, it would show, you know, it would give something back to us and it would show that we are capable of competing with uh, one of the top sides in Europe who I know haven't been, you know, particularly good in England for the past few years, but they're still a top, top team, Arsenal. Well, you know, you have, you know, Jack Wilshere who's played, he's been around, you know, Europe and whatnot. And whatnot. Yeah. Aaron Ramsey who's played, Cushel, and he's been around for a long time. Yeah, he played very well, I thought, last week. He robbed back the years with that performance. He did, yeah. And you know what? And here's the thing. You know what? The, the thing that sucks the most, you know, Arsenal's first goal, that goes off Bonucci's leg, right? It's the flexion goal. Yeah, I was, I was reading that uh, Bonucci... You know, he people were criticizing him, saying that one of his flaws in his game is that he doesn't shut uh, the opponent down quickly. I mean, how how is he going to be able to shut Mkhitaryan down in that split second? Oh, yeah, all you can do is try to block the shots. The goal. Is- I'd rather him block it and it come off him than him move out of the way. Yeah, no, you can't move out of the way. There, you cannot move out of the way. It's a free. No. Give an open shot. It's unlucky. It just ha- it happens sometimes. You know what I mean? It's just unlucky and it happens. I- yeah, I felt the Ramsey goal was very sloppy to concede, though. Bearing in mind how it was sloppy, the, 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 good it, was it was four minutes out of time on the half time. It seemed like the player yeah. was waiting for half time, and it was one of those ones that if it was one nothing, it'd be fair play, it'd be game on. If it was one nothing, we'd our chances. Yeah, were- if, if it was one nil and we were going to the Emirates, I'd say that, that there would be a slight chance we could get an away goal. But <laughs> two, you know, two nil half time, I thought. Well, we've got to play out for nil-nil in the second half because I knew we weren't going to score. No, well, yeah, no, I, and I, I, you know, and the fact of the matter is, in the second half, we, we, you know, we enjoyed all the possession of the ball and we had the most, you know, quote-unquote chances. And we, yeah. control, we controlled the play. The, the, the thing that we have to do is, in the first half, after the, after the first 10 minutes in, at, at San Zito on Thursday, we we controlled the play for the first ten minutes, and then and then we let them control it. We, we let them we let we, them play their game. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, we let them play their game, and and they have some players who are experienced, and we have guys. And here's the thing, uh, who tweeted it? One of the, one of the one of the ESPN reporter, I forget his name. Uh, he tweeted it saying, "You have to look at this. You know, seven or six out of eleven guys on Milan's starting lineup, or you know, tw- or seven guys are twenty five and under." Yeah, I think it was um, Paolo Bandini that might have tweeted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bandini, Bandini, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I drew a blank. Bandini. I've actually met him. Oh, yeah, he seems a good guy. Yeah. He knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. Oh, yeah. He, uh, is, he, is he English? Yeah, he's English. It was quite okay. funny. I met him, uh, James Richardson, who hosted uh, the um, Gazetta Football Italia in the 90s, and um, James Horncastle as well. Oh, yeah, I know uh, Horncastle. They're good. They're good guys. The Football Italia 25-year event uh, in the summer. And they, all three of those guys know their stuff. They do. know it. But uh, Bandini said that, you know, this team, 
you know, seven out of 11 guys are 25 and under and four out of 11 are 21 and under. So you're yeah. looking at that, right? And it's like, okay, the experience is going to come. But, you know, yeah. I'm just looking for a good performance on third. Like, I'm, I'm going to believe because, you know, in, in sports, I, anything can happen. And I'm going to believe yeah. because, you know, I'm a Milanista, you know, I'm Milanista through and through. And it's in my heart yeah. to believe. I'm gonna sit there. I'm gonna watch it like it's zero zero. You know what I mean? But yeah. and you know, I I, I want a spirited effort. I don't want to get killed. I want a spirited effort. And then, you know what? If we come out firing and we come out playing like we really can, there's no yeah. doubt we can get we can get one goal in the first half, and we can. Their defense is a liability. Sorry, their defense is a liability. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, even though they kept the clean sheet. Which I think is down to us being, you know, pretty shambolic. Yeah, we're pretty poor. Their defense can be exposed. Absolutely, absolutely. And here's the thing, and with Arsenal, right? Again, they have experience and whatnot. But you know, when you when Juve went to went to Wembley last week, their chances of advancing were very high. Um, Yeah, I just think it helped that obviously they drew two. Obviously, they they scored twice at home. Yeah, yeah. So basically, if you look at it though, if you look, yeah. But here's the thing. But Christian, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um. When uh, Hungman Son scored the first goal, Juve still had to score two away goals. That's what we have to do. We have to score two yeah. away goals in extra time. So when you think about it in perspective, it's not impossible. It really isn't. If it was like 4 nothing, okay, I'd be like, okay, guys. No, it's, it's not impossible to progress. But I, I just think with the, with the experience we've got, which is realistically only Benucci, because Bidia would have played a couple of uh, in the Europa League. Yeah, yeah. And when I look at the European pedigree and experience, a lot of those Arsenal players have, I think they're not going to make the same mistakes they made against uh, the Swedish team. Uh, no, uh, Austria. Austrians, perhaps. Austrians, yeah. And they, um, obviously, they were two down quickly. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to make the same mistake against us because they probably underestimated them at home and Wenger heavily rotated that team. But I think against us this Thursday, we're going to see a strong Arsenal team and. They might not necessarily come out to score a lot of goals, but they're going to be difficult to get a result against, especially at home. Well, yeah, I mean, it's always hard. But, yeah. But then again, everything's hard. You know what I mean? Like even, you know, yeah. even like even like our, our away game at, against uh, Ludogorets, like I was like, this is going to be a hard match because it's always hard to go to a country like Bulgaria and play there. Yeah. But like everything's hard, but. We gotta be up for the challenge, right? Like it's. I, I've got a little bit of hope as a Milan supporter, but um, obviously you, you can always believe in your team to to get the result. But I, I think it'll be unlikely. But I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Any, anything can happen. I just got a DM from a friend, uh, Lorenzo, um, and he said, like, you know, Mkhitaryan's goal was deflected. Jack had three shots that stayed out. Anything could happen. And, and he said that he just said in my D in a DM that if we score that first goal, that pressure is all on Arsenal. They're gonna be really yeah. their their defense usually when they concede one. Yeah. A lot of the time they might concede another one if like a short while after. Yeah, it's all it's all momentum, right? And if mm. we can and here's the thing, there's a there's a few there's a few different uh, you know, matchups that I'm looking at, right? There's there's Suzo versus uh, Kolasinac, Kolasinac, right? Yeah. There's Suzo versus Kolasinac. There's, uh, you know, I feel like Hakan versus, uh, who's, I don't know who's going to be. It's going to be Monreal. Would it be better and be back? Was he injured? Uh, he, he was injured last week. I think he's out still. Mm. 
Um, I think I, it might be Nacho. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. But if it is, you know, there's certain matchups there that I just that you just want to see. And and uh, we, we need Calabria to play like, you know, we need him, we need him making the overlapping runs. And yeah, I think he looked a bit out of depth. But he did pick up a knock quite early on, didn't he? Yeah, but he, he, he came on on Sunday, so it was okay. But we also need uh, – we do need – what a big problem was that that's what uh, Paolo Bandini said uh, on Twitter as well that the midfield wasn't they weren't supporting the fullbacks well. No, Cassie, not one bit. So and Borventura need need to you know the wide midfielders need need to need to support Calab yeah. and uh, and Ricardo Rodriguez because you know we don't want them we don't want them getting through like they did before, like they did in the first half especially in the first half. My only, my Rodriguez I thought has been a an okay signing. I think going forward, he's great and he's got a great delivery on him. But I just think defensively, he's a bit of a liability. He's, he's not got a lot of pace either, which means that, you know, the best teams, if they know a fullback's not got a lot of pace, they'll put a supporting midfielder to come back and help, which is really what didn't happen on Thursday and hasn't happened a lot of times this season. But it shows that the squad still is getting used to each other. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. Okay, we have so many young guys. But that one, all we need is that one bounce, and everything changes. Yeah. You know what I mean, and and the thing with it is, is that anything could happen. You know, we saw at PSG in Barcelona last year. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, I just I, I know, and, and I just think that you know, if Suzo puts in a good shift, if if Jack Bonaventura can play exactly how we know we know he can play, if Hakan, yeah. if Hakan's first touch can against that game against the game against Arsenal, every touch was bad. Cassie had a few bad passes. I just thought none of them really looked up no, to it. I, no. think. I said, I tweeted it too. I said, usually I can pick one guy who was good. I can't even pick one guy who was great. So I think Donnarumma played quite well. Oh, he was good. Yeah, he was good. You can't it's a bit it. different for a goalkeeper because they can still play well and the team can concede three or four goals that they could not save and they can still oh, have a good game. You're right, you're right. But it's just, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough match. You know, yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, the Curva and, uh, and everybody, there's going to be a lot of Milanisti there. I uh, think there will be a lot of uh, Milan fans there. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of Milan. Yeah. We're, we're well travelled and supported, anyway. Pardon? We're we're very well travelled. A lot of fans oh, will go abroad. Absolutely, we're one of the big, you know, we're one of the most popular clubs in the world still. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll have that whole. I know the the whole away section behind the behind the goal and the at the Emirates there. We'll have that all filled. Um, oh really? Yeah, we'll have, we'll have that all filled. I'm, I'm sure of it. Um, yeah. But, well, what's the flight time, Milan or London? Three hours? I have no clue. I don't even know when we're flying out. Would it be uh, is it Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah, no. How long's a flight? You know? Oh, uh, hour and fifty-five minutes. That's it? Yeah, I was looking um, in class the other day, and it said hour and fifty-five minute flight from um, London to Milan. Because I'm so used to flying to Calabria, where yeah. it's a three-hour flight, but you don't realize how big Italy is as a country. Yeah, yeah, because in the south, right? So you're just going to the north. Yeah. So, uh, so like, I, I guarantee there'll be tons of fans who are making the trip over. Yeah, and there'll be a lot of um, English Milan fans there as Absolutely. well. Like, oh, for me, example. Oh, yeah, for sure. Are, are you going to wear your Milan jersey there? I was thinking about this because I went to the Spurs-Juve game, and I'm, I'm sitting with my mates who are obviously Arsenal fans, and... When I was at the Spurs-Juve game, there was a lot of Juventus fans in our section. And not all of them were Italian, but it was starting to kick off, especially in front of us by where my dad was sitting. But where me and my mother were sitting, there was a lot of um, 
Juventus fans around. So as the goals were going in, we were kind of just sat there like, well, obviously we'd rather Juventus win, but we can't do anything. But um, the fans are starting to get quite heated. So I probably have a top on, but I'm, I'm not going to show it off or anything because... I'd rather not get in any altercation if we pull off a miracle of sorts. I don't know. No, no, you can't. No, that's a beta male mentality. Come on. <laughs> no, that's beta male. You have to wear. You have to wear your. No, you have to wear a jersey. I'll wear, I'll wear, I'll wear my jersey, but if we score up, I can't go crazy. Why not? <laughs> it's different in England. The fans. Because can you imagine if you were at a game? And it was Milan versus Inter, and an Inter fan was celebrating next to you, and you conceded. You would, I wouldn't be happy for that one. Yeah, what are you gonna do? It's sports, right? What are you gonna? I know they're crazy, and you're they're they're more crazy in Europe there, but it's it, it's worse in Italy than it is in England. Yeah, that's true, but I I don't think because there were a lot of Juventus fans that were there who weren't actually Italian. There was a lot of uh, Indian Juventus fans there as oh. well, and there was a lot of. Um, a lot of Spanish Juventus fans there as well sitting near us. It was quite a big mix because obviously they're a well-supported club as well, but I don't think they perhaps understood uh, English culture when it comes to, uh, you know, how the fans are. If I was there, I'd go crazy. Like, there's been, there's been many a time when I've sat in the home section and been supporting the away team and I've, and I've been trying to celebrate and obviously you don't because there's been a few times I've been there and it has kicked off with people, so I'd, I'd rather just avoid it. Yeah, but like if you're just celebrating a goal and you sit down after, are they really going to go after you? If you start like if you start mocking them and taunting them, then maybe. But like, if, yeah, you, that's if, if you stand up and like clap or like you know scream "sue" or something like that, <laughs> or like just start jumping around a little bit, like and, and you just sit down after, like are they going to? I'll probably regret a few right hooks later. <laughs> well, here's, the here's the thing: How old are you? Are you 19? No, I'm 18. Okay, are they really going to? Go beat up a kid? I hope not. Are you going with your parents or your friends? No, I'm just going with two of my mates. We're, we're all uh, 18. So three, okay. If the, if guys beat up three 18-year-olds, they're losers. They're absolute losers. Yeah. It's, just, it's just not worth the risk. Okay, but you you, you got to wear a, 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 even a scarf. Oh, def I'm definitely, definitely going to wear, I'll wear my Milan gear. But if you're just there and you kind of just get on with it, the fans, they don't really, uh, they don't really do anything because we were sitting next to a Spurs fan and obviously my mum was saying that, that my husband's an Juventus fan and she was saying I'm just here watching the game. They were saying that's the right thing to do. They said if you go to a game and you're just watching it then it's obviously not a big deal but if you're in everyone's face about your team winning then people get frustrated. You know what it's like when your team goes down a goal. Yeah, that's what I mean. No, that's what I mean. Like if, like if you don't, if you don't mock the, like if you start, if you start like, if you start like you know like looking at everybody and like start smiling like you know, you're all like you're looking at like you turn around you look at all the fans yeah. beside you like start taunting them that's when it's a bit uh, that's uh, unnecessary really uh, I guess I guess if you but if you were sitting in the in the away section you'd celebrate oh yeah <laughs> and the rest have you have you ever sat in the away section of a, of a stadium before no because it's so expensive to get. Tickets. If you're, for example, um, Italy are playing England in a few weeks at yeah, Wembley, and uh, all, all of my family's going, and we were trying to get tickets in the away end, but it's seventy pound per ticket. How, how much? Then, is, how much is in, in the rest of the stadium? Well, we got four tickets for seventy pound in the home section. So, really? Yeah, because it's it's an international friendly, but 
I was speaking to my dad and I was saying, um, we were both saying there's no point going in the away section because it's not really a big game. We don't even know what kind of a team is going to be put out there. Well, like, are you going to wear your Azzurri shirt there? Yeah, I probably will because it's, it's an international friendly and it's a, it's a lot more um, a friendly, light-hearted, you know. It's, it's, yeah, it's a friendly. friendly too. It's just a friendly. No, no one really cares. Well, to, to be fair, the English don't like Italians that much. Yeah. No, not like, particularly. Like the, the English national team and the, the commentators and everything, they don't like Italy that much. It's very backwards with the English pundits. I mean, yeah. a lot of them do know their stuff, you know. But the main ones that are on the TV the most are very backwards with their views. They're very and biased, they, too. They're very, obviously, they're going to be biased because of national pride, but you got to put your national pride to one side because a lot of the time these guys come out with the most ridiculous comments and I'm there thinking, how can you even say that? No, yeah. like You're on TV yeah, to be a football expert and you're coming out with comments like that. For example, Ray Wilkins said uh, Seville would be a, a relegation team in England. Uh, is, he, is, he, is he serious? Yeah, he was dead, dead serious. He, so even though they held Liverpool to two draws in the group stage and they drew yeah and they won two Europa Leagues too it's just it's not and it's just very backwards there because as soon as Spurs got the 2-2 draw away to Juventus obviously I said I said I think Juventus will go through because they got Dybala back but they're underdogs and it's not going to be easy which I thought was quite a fair thing to say and a lot of a lot of the English pundits were saying ah Spurs, Spurs, they're pretty much through. You know, they're very reactionary. And I just think they've got to be more open because a lot of it gives the English game a bad name. No, yeah. So just to keep move on to the matchup, uh, yeah. Lorenzo, Lorenzo Dihi sent me a message again saying, in the 2007 Champions League, we, we tied Bayern 2-2 and, and then we won 2 nothing away to Bayern. Because, you know, do you remember Inzaghi scored? I think he scored two. Inzaghi scored two. Yes, goals. I remember. That's one of my first uh, memories of watching Milan. Yeah, so Inzaghi scored two. Do you remember the ball that, that, that Clarence Seidorf put in? Yeah, I remember that game vividly. He put the ball, and then he, he just put, we just need people, and Kutrone is people. Yeah, I think I think there is a, and there is a slight chance we could progress. I think we're going to have to be on, we're going to have to put in our performance of the season, really, if we of want course. to. No, of course. And, we're gonna. Here's the thing. We're gonna have to put the. We're gonna have to put a performance in that the same performance we did. We put in against uh, Roma. Oh yeah, that was probably, in my opinion, the best game of our season. Definitely, I think we had to put in a performance against Roma, and if we can do that, I think Roma's better than Arsenal. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they beat Chelsea three 0 didn't they earlier yeah, this season? Exactly. So, I, 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 a pretty fair point to make. I think they're better. So if we can do that. I don't know. Yeah. I just uh, yeah, I've still got hope as a supporter, but I I, I like I like to come away from the game and think even if we lost one nil or two yeah. one, but we put in a really good performance and you know we'd we played well and the players you know showed what it means to play for the Rossoneri. I'd, I'd be very happy coming away with the result. No fair. I see what you mean. Um, just you know, we're gonna start wrapping these up. You know, soon. We've been on for almost like forty minutes now. No, we've been on for not for a while now. We've been on for forty-six minutes now. Oh wow! Um, you know what? 
we'll move on to uh, what. So for just the last comment for the Arsenal Milan game on Thursday, um, if you had to pick your your eleven, your starting eleven, who is it, and what and what the, what's the formation? Okay. Yeah. I think um, I'd go with a four-three-three uh, again. Okay. Just because I think. I just think it's the best formation to play. I know, obviously, the tie is probably out of our hands, but I just think if we played 4-4-2, we'd lose the midfield battle even more, and it would be... I'm not sure we'd be able to recover from that. But I think um, the 11 I'd go with, I'd go with, obviously, uh, Donnarumma and Gull. Um Calabria on the right. Benucci, Romagnoli in the middle. Rodriguez on the left. And I'd actually start Locatelli in the reducer off of this game. I start Montalivo. I I mean I, the way I saw Bidia play last week, I just I just thought to myself, you know, Montalivo would have done the same. And I think Locatelli's young. You know, the twos I'm starting him in this game would be, you know, Locatelli's not started a lot this season. For him, it would be an opportunity to prove himself in England, which is you know the most watched league. And, you know, if he was to put in a good performance, a lot of people would come away from that game thinking, wow, that, that Locatelli kid's got some talent. And I think, you know, starting him in a game like this, so young, you know, we're not, you know, we are behind and the chances of us going through are quite low. So why not give him a chance to play in such a, you know, a game against such high quality opponent? But here's the thing. Montolivo's an experienced guy. I think Mont. I would have liked to see Montalivo last week, to be honest. Yeah, I know people would agree with me. People would disagree with me. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I, it's an unpopular opinion, but I think Montalivo could have been, could have been a, a good choice. He just has the experience. Montalivo has the experience. He's been around. Yeah. I mean, can't play two games in a week. Well, no. Well, here's the thing with Bilia, right? He's Bilia, Bilia, Lucas Bilia has been pretty good over the last few months. I think. He's been okay. I've, oh, he's been I've, good. I've, I've not been I've not been that impressive. I think I think he just his vision on the ball and his passing ability through Regisa, I I don't think it's particularly great. I think he plays a lot of sideways and backwards passes and I just think when we signed him, a lot of Milan fans were saying he's the best reducer in the league and you know, I never agree with that. I always thought he was a, a, a decent player, but I, I just don't think Brandon Money was meant to be an experienced signing. He's really shown his quality, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, well, he uh, he looked pretty good against like Lazio, against Roma. You know what I mean? He looked pretty good against like just inconsistency. Well, yeah, but the thing with Bilia is pretty. He's, he's pretty calm on the ball. He's calm. Yeah, I just think against Arsenal, though, I just think they're high pressure. I I don't think he could. I don't think he could deal with it. And he has dealt with it against yeah, Romero and Lazio, but yeah, Here's the thing. But if he can't, Montolivo's a guy who can slow down the play. You know what I mean? He slows the play down. I, I just don't think for the game against Arsenal, Montolivo now is the right man to start. I think Locatelli's a bit more... Uh, he, the way he plays is very um, English. He's very physical. He gets stuck in. He's, an, he's kind of a no-nonsense player. He's quite an old-school player in his approach. Gets stuck in. I love it. And I think, you know, with Kessia and Bonaventura around him, which are the other two I'd start, because, you know, who else, realistically speaking, are you, you going to start? 
I think they played to the top of their game, you know, especially Kessier and Locatelli physically. It, it would be quite a good battle with the Arsenal midfielders. Interesting. That's an interesting opinion. Um, obviously, my my front three would be um, obviously I'd start um, Charnoglu on the left, um, Suso on the right, and I, I was considering starting Silver up front, but I made the point earlier that playing on his own in a four-three-three isn't isn't necessarily his uh, it's not his best position to play in. And I just think against Arsenal's defence, which is quite physical, I I don't think he'd have as much impact on the game as possible. And I think we should start Coutinho because you know he works hard. And I think you know we just bring Silver on in the second half and change to a four-four-two. I think that I think that I think that is what we should do. But I think I yeah, I'm gonna agree with you on basically everything. I I'm gonna just to change that. I'm gonna say Montolivo in the uh, Bilia yeah. spot. Um, and then I'm gonna say uh, Cutrone. I said Cutrone to start, and yeah. I think it all depends on what the scoreline is at halftime. If we're up one nothing, yeah. if we're up one nothing, you kind of leave it be because then it's already working. But if yeah. we, with zero zero still, or we need that extra boost, you you take off whoever's playing worse between whoever's having the worst game between Hakan and Jack, who's ever, yeah. whoever's whoever's worse on Thursday, take him off and put on um and put on uh, Andre Silva, Kalinic. I don't want yeah. Kalinic. I don't. I mean, I know we all make the point of how they still get in a game. But, you know, Gattuso obviously sees something in training that yeah. Kalinic does. No, he does. I, I trust it. I, you, have to, you have to respect that. No, he sees something. He probably knows. He's, you know, he knows he's not been good this season. But he still works hard in training. And you can't fault him for that. But I just think at times, you know, when you bring him on when you start him, it is frustrating because he doesn't offer anything. No, he doesn't offer that much, no. That was a Montella signing. Yeah, he's like a... The the thing with Nikola Kalinic is he's like a, a pure target man, so he needs that ball. Like he need, he needs that ball in a certain spot to score. But even then, he hasn't had a good season. He hasn't. Yeah, I just think I just think with the players we have at our disposal, I just don't think target man football is necessarily the right way to go forward. But I do think. Kalinic, you know, he has shown quality at Fiorentina. So when we signed him, I thought, okay, that's an all right signing. But I was never particularly happy when we announced him. And, you know, his performances this season have just not been good enough at all. Have I lost you on the stream? Not sure. Oh, not sure if I can hear you or not. There's something.
I can't hear you at the moment. I think he's the guy that has to go, that has to be, you know, the starter, Cutrone or even Andre Silva. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I don't know. Christian, are you here? I think, his, I think your mic's muted. Unmute your mic on the top. Yeah, I'm, I'm back now. I had some difficulties hearing you. And okay, then, no, no worries. No worries. That's weird. Sorry about that. No worry, that's weird. I don't know. I'm not too sure. Um, yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes, I hear you loud and clear. Could you hear me when I was talking about Kalinic? I caught the last end of you saying he's not the guy, but uh, the rest of that, I couldn't hear anything. Oh, I said yeah, I was saying that he uh, he did score you know, against Juventus both times last season, and and, and he scored against Milan San Siro last season with Chiesa. He scored, he scored a hat-trick as well against Inter, he didn't he? Against Inter, the, I think that was the year before. Oh yeah, perhaps. Yeah, still, he's still. But here's the: he can score goals, and he scored two goals against Udinese for us. And he just—it hasn't been a season he, that he that he want or he wants to remember. It definitely is. I'd, I'd rather him not be there next year. I think cashing. Yeah, um, probably. I think that's probably the best the best thing to do. I think we do need a a proven striker at the club, someone who's going to be able to get us twenty plus goals. Because is very young. And yeah, soon, no, but you know, you can learn from someone. If you roll with Cutrone, Andre Silva, and bring in like someone like Mario Balotelli on a free, what about that? I think of all the available strikers uh, out there who are the most realistic ones, I think Balotelli would probably be the him, and I would say Immobile, but obviously that's not going to happen. They'd be my they'd be my two choices. But I love Balotelli, so I'd love him. I love, I love him back. He's one of my favorite players. But he's very, I fell in love with him in 2012. My favorite player. Yeah. I always, um, obviously, when he was at Inter, I knew he was young. But then he came to England. And he was at City, so that's when I really started liking him because you know he was one of the uh, like first Italian players, of course, playing England, and you know that I saw and remember. No, of course. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, but uh, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what lineup Gattuso goes for. We'll probably hear in the yeah. next days what the probable lineup is and training and whatnot. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, to end off, we'll talk about one last thing. A lot of Mercato talk um, lately. Yes. So we, uh, according to Sky, and which is the most reliable in my eyes, they yeah, said, they said today that we, uh, Jose Pepe Reina had a. Uh, a secret medical with with Mil for Milan today. He's yeah, in Milano with his family after the game against Inter yesterday. Yeah. So he's. I'm gonna. You know. I'm gonna assume that his deal's all all but done essentially. Yeah. Um. He's he's basically signed. He's gonna be the backup. Apparently, he wants to be the second fiddle to. To. Uh, I, I hope he's the backup. He is. There's no way. He's. If Donnarumma's leaving for eighty million this summer, seventy million, there's no way we're going to replace him with a free transfer. 
It doesn't well, make I just, I just think if Donnarumma goes, which I still have a gut feeling he will. No, I don't think so. And I just think no. the wages that Rain is on, you know, I just, like, I know it's been reported that he's happy to be second fiddle, but I don't know how reliable that is. That's that's just me. I I, I hope it's just all me being um, a conspiracy, but I hope Donnarumma stays. I think he's gonna stay. I think he's like, I think he's like emotionally attached to this team again. I think he really is because I yeah. think with Gattuso too. I hope Gattuso talks and says, "Listen, Gijo, leaving Milan would be the biggest mistake of your of your career." Oh, it will if he leaves Milan now and goes because he's gonna go abroad. Yeah, I I just I think we'll we'll see a kind of veracity problem where yeah, in a few years he'll be very good and then. He'll just drop off. Yeah, no, I, 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 I look at the goalkeepers we've got, especially because he's been his family lives in Milano. He's been with the, he's been with Milan for a few for like a many years now, and as a, as a youngster, I know yeah. he's Napoli and whatnot. But and he, he's getting paid high wages. Not like he's getting he's getting screwed over. He yeah, I mean, why would you leave for like the money he's on? No, exactly. And ridiculous. yeah, you're in your you're in your home in Italy. Like I don't know. It is. I think he's gonna stay, but Pepe Reina. If he's gonna be a backup, I'll take it any day of the week. He'll probably play. Oh yeah, he's, me too. He's he's good enough for he's good enough to be a starter at some places, Pepperina. So yeah, he's not he's not the goalkeeper he once was, and you know he's he's not great. But I mean, for a backup goalkeeper to have him, and obviously Donnarumma's older brother Antonio, it's not it's not bad because I I just don't think Antonio or Serraria the best players to have as backup goalkeepers. So well, I think having Reina there, quite yeah. a good option. To be fair, Antonio Donnarumma put a masterclass performance in against Inter in the Coppa Italia. <laughs> yeah, he did. I remember. He made a few nice saves. I couldn't believe it when Serrari pulled out. And I thought... Yeah, he was oh. injured in warm-up, right? Yeah, in the warm-up. And then Antonio saw it. And some of the saves he made, I couldn't believe it. I know. No, it's good for him. But the next transfer that uh, looks all but confirmed is like last month. Ivan uh, uh, Strinic from uh, Sampdoria. He played for Napoli beforehand. Uh, yeah. Back. I mean, for free on 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 low wages. If he's, I, I haven't seen, I haven't watched Ivan finish play in a couple of years. To be honest with you, I maybe mean, yeah. I, I forget. But like, I don't remember him as a bad player. The only thing is, I, I was seeing this debate on Twitter, and I, I saw a lot of Milan fans saying. I don't mind Strinich being signed as a backup for Rodriguez. But then I saw um, Nesta tackle. Yeah, Julian. Julian Julian was making the point that if you look at teams like Juventus and you look at their backup players, they are good enough to be starters. I tweeted back at him. I agree with him, yeah. I completely agree with that because I think if you've got players in the team and they're thinking, oh, no, I could lose my place in the starting lineup here, every single week they're going to give their all. They're and all. it's going to make them better players. Because if you have players competing, it means that mm. you can rotate the squad more. Absolutely. It means that if someone gets injured, okay, we've got a great player to come in and replace. And I just think the direction Milan want to head in, if we want to return back to where we were, obviously it's a long-term project. You want to have good players in your starting eleven and in your backup so that, Absolutely. you know, because injuries happen. Yeah, and if you want to, if you want to be the top team, you have to have depth, and your depth players have to be, they have to be world class, borderline on that level. They have to be able to play to that world class 
ability. If you look at Real Madrid, Juventus, uh, Barcelona, you know, even Manchester City, you know, they've got, you know, not necessarily a world-class backup players, but they're all of a high quality when you look at Juventus' forward line in particular. Yeah, they're wingers. Yeah, they're good enough to start for any other team. Yep. And I just think, um, you know, Strinic, okay, backup. But, you know, if we do qualify for the Champions League next season, we need good players, like top-quality players. Mm-hmm. And I just... I just don't know. I think we should maybe be looking at other fullbacks. But if he joins, I'm not opposed to it. I just no, would I'm not. not gonna, I'm not going to complain about his arrival. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just he's kind of like a whatever signing. Yeah, that's the same with um the other player from Swansea. Oh yeah, Key Key Sun Ying. Yeah. Yeah, he's actually oh. decent. No, he's he's a. I remember him in the. Uh, I remember him in the Euro Cup. No, not a, oh my god, Euro Cup, the World Cup. Sorry, yeah. a couple of years ago in 2014, he was actually decent. Yeah, I mean, player. I'd rather not sign him, but I mean, that oh. looks like it will happen. But I do think, especially after watching that Arsenal game, I made the point of saying I think we need a top quality midfielder rather than Bidia, and I think we need a top top forward. And a winger as well. We need three big signings, and we need a we need a fast winger too. Yeah, we need because Chao Noglu is good, but his natural position is uh, he's a trequartista, isn't he? Yeah. So I just don't think him playing on the left. I look at us, especially against Genoa as well, and Arsenal. When we when we go on the attack, we're not quick enough. We allow teams to come back and get numbers. We need exactly. we need fast players on the attack, and I just think uh, a fast winger. A really, really top midfielder and a um, and a and a proven goal scorer up front is what we need to kind of transition into the next uh, level. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and it's just like Juve, you know, on the wings they have uh, as their wingers they have Bernardeschi, uh, Douglas Costa, you know, Cuadrado. They're all they're all fighting for the same spots, right? Yeah. So that's what and- we need. Do and and, and Julian and I were talking about it too. All we need is a couple signings this summer: two signings, three signings, good the quality signings that that can be you know first team uh, first team signings essentially first team. Um, I think we need them to be because put it this way: if we qualify for the Champions League, which I think we could do, you know the way we're playing, a lot of players are going to jump at the gun to sign for Milan. Yeah. Because a lot of players will sign for us based on our past. You know, players grow up, well, they used to anyway, grow up dreaming of playing for Milan. And a lot of these guys will, will see Milan and I think, you know, I can, I can be remembered as the guy that helped bring them back to where they were. Absolutely. You know, the money that's going to be offered them is going to be good. And you're playing in the top league for one of the best teams ever. A lot of players are definitely going to join them because I know I would, even if I wasn't remotely Italian. Because especially, especially if you're going to get the good contract too. Because if I wasn't English, right, and I look at Arsenal or Manchester United or Liverpool now, and they wanted to buy me, you know, I would really be considering that. Mm-hmm. So I just think we can attract top players. Yeah. In the summer, especially if we get Champions League, because. You know, it's the pinnacle of a player's career, really. 
For sure. Yeah, even in Europa League, you still have to convince guys to be a part of the project because the project's still in. It's still. I mean, I look at it, and Chelsea could be in a Europa League next year, and you know, they want to go out and buy a top player, and they offer the money. Players will go and play for them. So absolutely. I just think Champions League is where we need to be to avoid the FFP uh, sanctions, which will hit us. And I think that um, if we're there, it will be good for Italian football as well. You're right. But I, I think Fasana keeps saying that we're going to be okay FFP-wise. So I don't, I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if he's just saying that to protect the team, protect the owner. Because, you know, obviously there's a lot about uh, Yong Hong Lee, where, where his money comes from. Because really, that. we don't know yeah. what he does. No, we, we don't. See, here's the thing. Me and you, or you and I, we don't know either way. But there's people on Twitter who have become financial analysts. I'm just saying, like, I don't like to, you know, talk about other websites or other Twitter users in a bad way. But a lot of them, since this, uh, since Yong Hong Lee's come in, they've, they've just used clickbait articles yeah, to, absolutely. you know, to, to write about him in a bad way. And every time he responds and he says, it's not true, it's not true, and this and that. And if he's responding quickly, it's obviously, you know, it's obviously everything about him is not true. Yes, you know, he's probably made his money in a dodgy way. But if you look at every single billionaire or owner of a football team who's that rich, they've got to have some, done something dodgy on the way to get there. Yeah, of course. At the end of the day, it doesn't, it's not going to impact my life. So if they're making their money doing something they shouldn't, who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's not going to impact me at all. I mean, but I just think, you know, Sunning, you know, they're, I know they're a lot more well-known in China, but they're still, but they're still a, lot, money. a lot about there. But why don't they get written about the same way Yong Hong Lee does? I just think, yeah. I think it's a target to write about. Because Milan is such a, a well-known club. Yeah, and and the best part about it is that every time we lose, we hear these young Hong Lee that he's poor, he doesn't have any money. And when yeah. we, then then we win a game, we don't hear anything. Why? Every, every time something um happens, that they just start writing the articles, and I read a lot of them, and I'm thinking to myself, what on earth are you writing? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, exactly. Because I remember when there was a whole uh, that that bank bonds. Saga when Bidia and Bonucci joined, and there was never a problem. And everyone who said that that was an issue has become a meme on Milan Twitter, even in the Serie A Twitter, really. Alan Bigby. I mean, I get you're a Juventus fan, and you know, I know you're going to be pro Juve, but yeah, some of the stuff he was coming out with, I was, I was yeah, reading no, it. A, I use Twitter for football purposes. I was reading it, and I was, I was thinking, what on earth are you on about? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Okay, we get, so we'll start wrapping things up. We've been talking for over. Right, now, I know with these podcasts, we have started talking, and it's just like, you know what I mean? They just keep yeah. talking, and then you just don't even realize at the time of it. Eh? Um, we're a great way to communicate, though. Absolutely, you know, we're Milan guys' podcast. Gonna be in April. It's gonna be a year since we made it. Yeah, we're going strong. Yeah, no, it's and we, we got. I went. We're me and uh, Mike and I. We're both in university, right? So we're really like we're we're really busy. A lot of assignments. Yeah. And every time we're gonna schedule one, we say, okay, we're gonna do a podcast. Like something comes up. Like me and him both get an assignment or something like that. Or yeah. Two assignments on the go or a test, and so it's tough. Yeah. But for the listeners, thank you for you know continuing to follow us on Twitter and listening. Um, 
people have tweeted us the end of saying, hey, like, where's the podcast? We want another podcast? Please, if you want another episode, tell us. Tell us so we we, uh, we get it out for you. You know, we're more of a quality over quantity. We don't want to put too many episodes out because there's not that much to talk about. But having one, you know, once a month, we just, this is once every two months, but we're going to keep going. Uh, you know, Christians, this is his first time on the show. We'll definitely bring him on again. Uh, mm. I hope you enjoyed your time. It's fun. Oh, yeah. It's been great. I mean, I've only really used Twitter for uh, football purposes probably since November. Yeah. And, um, and, now and now you're into the... Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good for me. But I mean, I, I always followed you guys anyway. So it showed oh, how you? good you guys are. Because there's been a lot of Milan accounts or other football accounts I've followed for the best part of a couple of years now. And I've yeah. <laughs> appearing on a Milan guys is, uh, is always a good thing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we had a. Uh, we started in 2014. Um, yeah, four years. Yeah, four years. We started in 2014. It's like an innocent Milan account, and we were able to get it big, brought the podcast idea, and uh, we're going to continue to try to grow. We're on iTunes, Apple, or iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, everything. So, Christian, yeah. thanks again for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. Well, uh, well thank, thank you so much for having me. It's been, uh, it's been great to be here. Thanks for listening. And, guys, Forza. Milan on Thursday. Big, big match. Okay. Ciao, guys. Ciao. Yeah.